0: Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. Whether you are looking for help recovering from mold illness or just want to learn more about creating a safe environment for your family, this podcast is the place for you.
1: This is the place for you. Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. I am your co-host along with uh, my other co-host. Hey, Jar, How are you doing? Hey, great. How are you? Good. Doing good. What's going on? What's new?
0: Oh, well, it's the twenty uh, fourth of July holiday here in Utah. We just finished up, and about one hundred and three degrees outside, going great.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really hot right where I am right now, and so that's great. We're yeah. we're we're going to make sacrifices to bring this podcast <laughs> to the people. <laughs> that's right. Um, Mike, I usually introduce the topic. I didn't. I didn't. Tell you about this, but why don't you introduce the topic no, to today
0: so we uh we had talked about um in past in past uh podcasts we've talked about building materials and and things that like to grow mold things that don't like to grow mold necessarily um, we've also talked about changes in the last you know fifty sixty years in the building industry that have kind of created this this mold um, conundrum that that we're in and uh so anyway, what we decided to talk about today was, of all crazy things, metals and the antimicrobial properties of metals. It's really interesting if you dive into it.
1: Yeah, really interesting. And it's, uh, you know, there. like you said, there's a ton of different substrates we can talk about, and I think we will. Yeah. So this is just one category that we can, I'll be honest, when I first found out that Metals had antimicrobial properties inherently. That was news to me, and I thought that was really interesting.
0: Yeah, it, it is really interesting, and I think that, um, well, we stumbled on onto, onto some articles that talked about um, metals were used extensively as antimicrobial for their antimicrobial properties, and then, uh, I I can't remember the guy's name, but the invention of penicillin, yeah, became a thing, and then all of that previous thought process of, okay, these surfaces are antimicrobial, we can use them to our advantage, kind of got thrown out the door or thrown out the window because, well, we can just treat them if they get sick now with antibiotics.
1: Antibiotics, you yeah. Know. Yeah, it really did just kind of throw, metals was, was commonly used in lots of applications to to reduce the microbial load and then all of a sudden, the antibiotics. We, we've we've just forgotten about metals as a society. I do, I do know that there is kind of a movement bringing metals back to the fore, especially with COVID nineteen. You know, people are exploring all kinds of ways to make their spaces more antimicrobial. In fact, uh, yeah. So I, I was at a convention where there was a company. It's actually called Copper or something, Copper Clean, I think, and they they market um, their copper products as a means to create a more antimicrobial setting, whether it's a a business or a home. They have lots of coverings and handles and things that they sell.
0: Interestingly enough, you brought this up to me, Jeremy, before the podcast, but um, I think everyone is fairly familiar with COVID and the EPA N list, which is the antimicrobials that they recognize will kill um, COVID or at least control COVID and uh and that's a fairly extensive list but um jeremy stumbled onto this and let me know about it that in um and was it jeremy, september of 2020 oh yeah september of 2020 which was what about eight months after covid hit the states um they registered copper actually it was the copper development association which I, i'm not familiar with that group at all but um they were able to put copper on the end list um, just as though it were a antimicrobial solution.
1: Yeah. It's really interesting. Well, and even it even says for residual protection, which uh, I, I need to look into that more, but that's quite rare to for the EPA to say, Yeah, Very rare. especially yeah. In, in regards to COVID where things right. have, have been a little more strict. So yeah. Yeah. Copper, uh, you know, in terms of metals, there are lots of metals out there, right? There's, there's steel, aluminum, tin, titanium, cobalt, manganese, uh, brass, bronze. So there are a lot of metals. Um, and, and this is an important point to make. Not all metals are equally antimicrobial. In fact, some are not, I mean, almost not at all, right? Whereas some are, are a lot. or or very antimicrobial and and kind of like, like we've just talked about copper is, is kind of seen as the antimicrobial metal, most antimicrobial. The big dog. Yeah. It's the big dog. In fact, I've read through, I don't know how many studies in the scientific studies in the last several days. And, and copper just seems to come to the top of the list every time, as far as performance goes. Um, That's not to say that some of the others don't do well. um, Especially nowadays where, where, know there's lots of alloys being made where they combine you know copper with uh, all kinds of other stuff or silver with all kinds of other stuff and they're able to create some antimicrobial metals out of a lot of things um and uh but but yeah i I guess i should say also brass and bronze are derivatives of copper right I mean, they are largely copper um i think bronze copperish copperish yeah I think bronze is is mostly copper with some tin. It can have some other stuff in it. And then um, brass is mostly copper with some zinc. So um, those are kind of the big metals that are used. Uh, and I actually should say silver. Silver's kind of been a, a pretty big one as far as antimicrobial yeah. properties. It performs well in, in a lot of the testing. And that's another one you mentioned ancient, you know, anciently, uh, even... There's some evidence in some papyri back from like 20 uh, I think even 2600 BC talking about using silver as uh, to treat uh, chest wound infections or something. Yeah
0: it's, yeah, it's incredible. They uh they noticed this was I want to say 7 or 800 BC they had noticed that how much clearer or cleaner their water was if they transported it in in a copper vat opposed mm-hmm. to um, Tupperware or whatever they were using at the time. Yeah, yeah. not like, Tupperware.
1: <laughs> Anciently, they were using
0: <laughs> Tupperware.
1: Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tupperware
0: was lighter. They liked that. Had <laughs> its advantages. It did, but... it did not weigh the camel down quite as much.
1: Well, it's funny you bring up Tupperware because yeah. uh, often in these conversations about metals, you know, you'll compare a copper. Or a silver to plastic or stainless steel because you know thinking in in our environments where we where we work and live, yeah. they're largely made of you know plastics and metals and we have some other you know wood and other substrates that we'll we'll talk more in depth about. But but stainless steel actually surprisingly, which is a very common metal, is has hardly any antim
0: almost none. It, it yeah, a germ or a virus will hang out on. A stainless steel plate for a long, long time. Yeah, even days to weeks. Days yeah. to
1: weeks. Yeah, and that's 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 interesting. Um, so, for those of you that aren't familiar with antimicrobials, it, when you talk in terms of antimicrobials, it's it's not just one, you know even even spray products. It's not one of those things where you spray it on the germ and it's dead in one second. Um, there's always there's always an equation where it needs some surface contact time uh depending on the the microbe it might take longer depending on how potent the mixture is right. it might, it might quicker or longer to, to to make the kill well that's actually really similar with the metals right you know if if a germ of some sort gets on copper typically it's only a couple minutes um with copper it, yeah with copper yeah. um maximum maybe
0: uh, what was it what was polio i think polio was 10 minutes yeah um polio exposed to copper um
1: with ascorbic acid right that's right it was treated with some but still
0: it's still 10 minutes yeah just to, to give you some background on this in in my my prior life i owned a company and we were cleaning surgical centers and um well you were involved with that with me as well but yeah we uh to do it right to do it correctly you're supposed to spray that it was a quat or a quaternary ammonium solution. You're supposed to spray that and let it sit in the aqueous form. In other words, it needs to be noticeably wet for 10 minutes before you wipe it off. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, that stuff was probably not quite as good as copper. Yeah, you know, because yeah. you had the you had the the uh, the motion of wiping it off. that certainly helped the kill. So yeah. yeah, copper's copper's amazing. Yeah,
1: it's pretty great, and and that's actually you know this is something i didn't ponder about too much before before kind of diving into metals more but if you look into hospitals there's a lot of metal in hospitals yeah. and i thought that was largely to do with the fact that that's well they're easy to clean right they're they're non-porous right so you know it's easy to wipe germs microbes off of them but but I've learned actually kind of through this, it's, it's also they're trying to take advantage of those antimicrobial properties yeah. of
0: various metals. There's been some companies that have kind of come and gone over the last, I've watched it close for the last 15 years. Um, companies have kind of come and gone um, and it really comes down to the, the price. Obviously very expensive yeah. to make uh, like a uh, hospital bed, um, the handle of a hospital bed out of copper. as opposed to plastic or whatever so yeah so it's too bad because it really is amazing stuff but it's just
1: uh, sometimes the the dollar wins out yep and and we should talk about that in a second about with hvacs but i was going to mention also the food industry that's another industry that tries to incorporate the metals to their advantage you know i think uh, i think plastic is is not looked at positively as far as if you're going to prepare food on it anymore they want it to be a nice metal and I don't I don't know if it's a, a um, um, some kind of brass or I actually don't know what they're using on the food food preparation services but I do know that they take advantage of
0: you know when I uh, when I was growing uh, up I remember this was this was really interesting but in your kitchen cabinet it was almost standard to have a pull out wooden cutting board yeah in your, yeah. In your kitchen cabinetry just yeah. like that that just stays with you for the next thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> and I think people began to realize, holy oh, cow, that thing just harbors bacteria and fungus and all kinds of stuff forever. Yep. And so they got away with the, they got away from that and started using more of the harder plastic for cutting boards. Yeah, yep. um,
1: You know, before we before we go away from from, uh, you know, we talked about silver just a second ago. <laughs> you and I, you know. The, the the mold healing realm particularly you know as we've noted you know it it often um it's the natural medicine realm is is often what natural medicine doctors practitioners they're often the ones that end up treating our mold mold sick patients because they're the only ones really that will take it on that's yeah and they they're willing to uh, a lot of the good ones are willing to try and figure it out right spend time with their patients and a lot of the good ones we know, they interview them about what they're what's happened in their home. We've had Doctor Wright on here; he, yeah. he, he'll interview them, you know, right in his office. What kind of floods? Have yeah. you have any floods, leaks? Yeah. What's going on? So the good ones, you know, and, and uh, we kind of joked about this a little bit before, but silver is actually used uh, even today with with certain naturopathic you know, practitioners in their their drops and in their their solutions i
0: know know where you're going with this so (laughs) so jeremy sent me a a a youtube video uh actually yesterday so i'm sitting in a dental office while my wife is getting a procedure done pretty intense they had to sedate her and um so jeremy sends me this youtube video of this guy that was on the oprah winfrey show And he had decided that he was going to help a friend of his get better or more well. I think he had cancer. His friend had something. His his friend had something. So he had read where, if you drink what they call colloidal silver, it's just a liquid silver or nanoparticles of silver in water, then it can cure a lot of things. And so he started doing this. And and over the course of, I guess, ten years of doing this, he said. He had a lot of benefits from it, but when, <laughs> one day I don't want to say out of the blue, but one day <laughs> his, uh, his friend walked in the house and said, "What have you done to your, your skin or your face?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And he said, "You're blue." Anyway, look it up. It's a really crazy story, yeah. but he had taken in or taken on so much silver that um, his, his uh, cells including his skin cells had turned blue. And so to complete the story, what made it kind of funny was I, so I'm sitting in this dental office with my wife and they finished the procedure and they're loading me up with, okay, she needs some ice packs and here's the directions and here's a prescription for antibiotic. And here's actually a, a mouthwash for her to swish. And I said, okay, what's, what's in that? And they said, silver. (laughs) Okay. Well, make sure she doesn't do it for an extended amount of time.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You, if you go to like, even the Mayo clinics website, if you, if you kind of go to the traditional medicine, um, if you look at the, the traditional, traditional medicine does, does not look extremely favorably right. on, on some of the metals as solutions, especially if you're ingesting, ingesting. Yeah. Um, topical, yeah. you know, burn creams have a lot, you know, a lot of burn creams have silver, even some of our water purification, they incorporate silver because it can pull out even more than microbes. I think it can pull out lead or, or some other things. But but when you when you start ingesting it for for things inside your body, that's when the, just, the Mayo. Just,
0: that's when just out of the blue. Yeah, <laughs> so just out of the blue. Yeah, things start to turn. Things start to turn. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting. <laughs>
1: Thank you to our producer. Thank you. Producer. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're not encouraging anything. We're no but I think the point here is metals can be powerful and and uh you know as far as can we talk about just for a minute, Mike, metals in our homes and yeah, sure. you know, wh- where's is, is there any
0: so this came up this subject came up with um, um Cheryl who was on our podcast, the the lady who inspects yeah. homes and has written yeah. books about inspecting yeah, yeah. homes. Cheryl sure Seco. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. talked about Having mold in her ductwork, and and I remember she made the comment, "How could I have mold in my ductwork? That's metal. Mold doesn't grow on metal." And so it, it does open up an interesting conversation about what's going on in our ductwork, particularly if you have air conditioning or central air. Yeah. Um, to back up on Cheryl's point, mold will grow on your ductwork if you have uh, any kind of bio load if it gets sticky or dirty inside there then it's gonna easily grow regardless of if if it's metal or or whatever substance it is. But we started looking into the actual air conditioning coils. The coils are what um, the air passes over and it pulls the heat out, condenses, so they get wet. The water drops through the bottom to a condensate pan or a condensate tube. And that's how your air conditioning works for years and years those air conditioning coils were copper yeah and then there's been a movement the last i don't know i want to say maybe 10 years to go from copper to aluminum coils mm-hmm. and um, interesting and we looked it up and tried to find okay why did they do this and there's a number of companies that sell these uh, aluminum ones, aluminum coils that said well they're uh, uh, we we recognize that the copper is easier to repair in the field. You don't have to buy a whole new, um, you know, part, or you can repair the copper easier. The copper um, transfers the heat better. That's a way better the,
1: conductor. Yeah,
0: better conductor. Yeah, um, but it really comes down to aluminum is a heck of a lot cheaper. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so you know, they, uh, these companies make a lot of excuses by why aluminum is better but it really comes down to the cost but the point is this um that's in your air conditioning system that's probably your most problematic spot is on the air conditioning coils themselves and if they're copper you kind of have a fighting chance of keeping the mold at bay Mm -hmm. because of the antimicrobial properties of copper once you get into aluminum you've You've lost all of the advantages of that, of that antimicrobial property. Yeah,
1: aluminum by itself, uh, from what I understand, has almost zero. Yeah. I, and I, I do think I don't know if yeah. the companies are doing this. I, I know they can again; they can create some kind of alloy, or they could probably, maybe they pretreat it. I, I know some of them are trying to figure out ways to make the aluminum still work, even though yeah. you know not copper. But yeah, I, I've wondered how many of the homes we've we've dealt with that have had hvac issues i want i've wondered if that's playing into the narrative at all yeah like, I, I, I don't I know if we'll know because we haven't pulled apart their their coils in in most of those cases but yeah
0: um it does it does become a uh a mold distribution piece of equipment yeah you know once yep. you once your coils are moldy and you're sending spores throughout the house yeah so.
1: that's why that's why you always say you have mold one spot in your house you have it everywhere yeah and that's largely to do with that distribution mechanism we all install inside of our homes (laughs) it's kind of like a
0: a cheap vacuum is a dust distribution yeah (laughs) exactly yeah
1: yeah another some other you know i was actually talking to my dad about about metals and things and he's like oh yeah i use you know i was just treating my crops the other day our our garden um uh, the crops in Which the garden. Is, it's
0: not a garden, it's a it's a small farm.
1: It's we yeah. have a yeah, it's the large garden, small farm. But he's like, Yeah, I was treating our crops with uh with copper the, with a with a copper based solution. Yeah. So I mean it's it's used out there in and even in those settings where you're trying to get that powdery mildew off. I think it's it's yeah. often in those products. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think you know, I think as we as we continue these podcasts, we're just trying to flesh out the picture of what's going on in our homes you know i don't know i don't know as far as uh you know making changes to your homes you know if this podcast is going to you know motivate you to install some brand new metal stuff not necessarily but um
0: it's just something to be aware of something yeah. to be aware
1: of and and uh you know when you're when you're doing mold investigations it's probably not the metal wall that's that's the culprit of the mold but um um anyways I, Anything else you want to say about metals, Mike? I think we covered it pretty no, well. But... I think
0: we I think we covered it. Um, yeah it's it's interesting stuff. Um, we've done a lot of things in this country in the last fifty years, as I mentioned at the top of the hour where um, we we've, we've made some mistakes, yeah changing building practices. yeah, and this is just one of one of many.
1: I should say the it's funny. you read even the the most scientific literature. People who sit sit there and study mold and and antimicrobials and things all day, they don't really know why copper, for example, or silver kill microbes. Yeah,
0: they, yeah. they don't really they, know. They, they really don't. The, the a lot of it, is, yeah. The, the thought is that there's a a uh, hydroxyl radical, yeah, coming off of the surface of the of the uh, copper, but um, and then there's also a thought that the copper actually disrupts the protein. Yeah. Um, a, a few different
1: theories. And, and it could be a little bit of everything. Yeah, it could be a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's just funny. You bounce around articles and, and you get five different answers of yeah. what's going on there. But I think I think maybe one more common thread is because copper is a great conductor of electricity, it, it does seem to have a, a, a nice, strong, positive electric charge to it. And the mole and the bacteria mold have bacteria, a negative charge. A yeah. negative and... And the ions off that copper, they they basically latch to the the membrane of the cell, and they just poke a ton of holes in it, disrupt start, it, and yeah. start reaping re- wreaking havoc.
0: So, yeah. um, uh, you know what it really comes down to, Jerry, is that I don't think many people realize just how how technical or how complicated a cell, a working cell, is. Yeah, and that thing can be disrupted. I mean, you you would think it, you would think that could not survive because any kind of small disruption will kill a cell yeah it's it's amazing that mold has lived for you know thousands and thousands and thousands maybe millions of years and yeah. still still sitting around making our houses unhealthy <laughs> yeah but we need it so yeah yeah we do
1: all right well we'll uh we'll call it a, a podcast with that yeah. and and uh, thanks thank, you, for thank you,
0: thank you to our uh, sit-in producer. Yeah, thanks for our producer.
1: Thanks for helping us out, and we'll talk to you guys next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Mold Matters podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more in-depth information on mold illness and recovery. Hey
1: everyone, Jeremy here from the Mold Matters podcast. Just wanted to take a second let you guys know about an online store. It has a bunch of great products uh, that are specifically geared towards keeping your home healthy. A lot of, a lot of products geared towards, uh, towards mold and keeping mold out of our homes. Um, go ahead and check it out. It's mypureproducts.net. And there it seems like every week or two, there are more products being added to that to, uh, that, you, that you can buy and purchase to make your home healthier and safer. Thanks.